Hello and welcome to our brand new edition of Big Fish Small Pod. As always for Big Fish Small Pod, it is 10 minutes or less giving you Marlins information for that day. And for today's episode on April 20th, 2023, I have a great guest here with me as always, Mr. Alex Krutchik. Alex, it's great to have you on. Thank you for having me on, Daniel. No, the, the pleasure's all mine. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you, um, we're coming off a series win versus the San Francisco Giants. Uh, took two out of three um, home before. Now we're starting a series with the Guardians. Um, what did you see first off from that series uh, against the Giants? Um, on a macro level, I saw a team that wants to win every night and doesn't just roll over as soon as they get down a run or two. Uh, we saw a couple of come from behind victories, not just against the Giants, but uh, throughout the whole homestand. Um, and then even uh, today, we're recording the pod on Wednesday. The Marlins just got done in an extra inning battle with the Giants that lost 5-1. to one. But even then, or sorry, 5-2. to two. But even then, when they went down 5-1 to one in the 11th inning, they still got guys on base. They still brought the tying run up to the plate. Um, so I saw a team, big picture, that looked like they want to win every single game, no matter how much they're down by. And they believe that they could win every game, no matter how much they're down by. Yeah, and now 19 games into the season, they are 10 and nine. Alex, if I would have told you around 20 games into the season, 19 games, that they were over 500, what would you have said? Um, I would have asked uh, which surprise free agent signings we brought in during expansion. <laughs> I didn't think that the roster as currently constructed could be over 500. Maybe maybe a couple games below 500. I thought maybe their peak uh, through this uh, April schedule could be, you know, mediocre, uh, two or three games below. I didn't think that they would not only be two games above 500, but they've actually won every series that hasn't been against the Mets. And would you have an over 500 record? There have to be players that have impressed, players that have um, showed out that maybe people would have not thought they would really uh, show out or, or break out of sorts. Were there any players for you that's really impressed you so far 19 games until this year? Um, I feel like the easy answer will be uh, Luis Arias. And I'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to him soon. But Jorge Soler, if we're talking about returning guys, mm -hmm. What he's showing so far is exactly what the Marlins have uh, were looking for when they first signed him. His batting average isn't that high, which is what we expected. He strikes out a little bit here and there. But when he gets the bat on the ball, which is happening a lot more often this year than last year, he's barreling. Soler, center field, way back, and it's gone! A pitch hit home run for Jorge Soler, and the Marlins take the lead! He's doing exactly what the Marlins wanted him to do when they originally signed him last year. Yeah, just looking at some of his stats now, batting average 267. You would have told me Horace Soler just batting over 250. I would have said that's an all-star, you know, that caliber type player to have him there. OPS 976, slugging obviously 633. Uh, one of easily probably the best players right now in the Marlins, not named Luis Arias. Uh, so let's go from that. Sadly, let's talk about maybe the opposite. Players for you who have not gone up to standard, to par, to maybe what you would have predicted coming into the season. What players um, are being disappointing to you so far this season? 
So again, I'm going to give you an easy answer and then a, a little <laughs> bit harder for the answer. The easy answer is Avi Garcia. Uh, he played pretty poorly last year. He kind of picked up steam after his hamstring injury in September. And then he lost some weight last September and then maintained that weight loss throughout the offseason. Uh, his spring training looked pretty good at first. And then again, he dropped off again in production in the second half of spring training. He thought, well, maybe it's just a little slump. Slumps happen. So far, he hasn't been hitting well. And I know it's only uh, 18 games into the year, but you know, a, a little less than a month into the year. So there's still time to turn around, but if we're basing it off of what we saw last year, you know, it's not looking good. He's just doing more of the same of what we saw last year. I don't see an, an out for him. Uh, one thing is he is running fast. He had a sprint speed the other day of 29.9 feet per second. So he is getting down the line. But other than that, like every one of his hits are like infield hits and He's striking out a lot. He was a big reason why the Marlins lost today. He had the bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th, and he struck out. Um, very disappointed that he hasn't been even a little better than last year. Um, the next one, and it's not that I'm disappointed in him as an overall player, because there's other reasons that I love what he's done, and maybe we'll have time to talk about it. Jazz Chisholm Jr. against the lefties doesn't seem like he's gotten any better. If anything, uh, just off the eye test, he might have even gotten worse. Um, he is talented enough and young enough to where I'm sure that eventually he'll figure it out. But for now, it doesn't look good up there. I suggested before, uh, half jokingly, half serious, maybe the regular season isn't the time to be doing this. But that Vargas guy that the uh, Los Angeles doctors yeah. had during spring training where he had an injury, so he wasn't allowed to swing the bat or... or maybe run the bases. He was instructed, do not swing at anything, but we're still going to give you at bat so you can take a look at these pitches. Half joking, half serious. <laughs> what if the Marlins did that? It might be too late now that we are in the regular season, but it would have been cool if they had done that during spring training with him. Um, but yeah, I, if he can figure out how to be even a little bit below average against lefties, as opposed to terrible against lefties, I think that's going to unlock a whole new world for him. Yeah, and from that... Uh the disappointments, people who have impressed. Let's go maybe a little big picture with the Marlins. Overall, they have been impressing. They have been the opposite of disappointing when you look at the team as a whole. The pitching, and I think one thing we have to mention in terms of being impressed has been the bullpen. This bullpen has just been amazing for them. And you look at it, um, today's game, we're recording against the Giants. You take out that Devin Smeltzer bottom of the 11th when he gave up the, the, the four earned runs. After the Trevor Rogers, they had, I believe, let me see, two, four, six, seven strikeouts, only two walks. They allowed one hit, and that was from George Soriano, the rookie, who just starting his major league career. This bullpen has just been masterful. You look at Tanner Scott, Andrew Nardi, shout out Alex Carver, his guy, has also been really good out of the pen. Um, what has the bullpen done to you or what have you seen from them because this is just the complete opposite bullpen we saw last year i see guys like aj puck that are new to the bullpen that are contributing the exact way that you wanted them to maybe even better than you wanted them to because personally i wanted aj puck to just maybe be a serviceable eighth or ninth inning guy he's been dominant like he's been automatic other than the one home run he gave up against pete alonzo uh in that opening series he 
has been nearly perfect. Um, and yeah, today you mentioned the Devin Smeltzer inning. Not to make excuses for Devin Smeltzer, but there was a little bit of a domino effect with Trevor Rogers uh, having to come out in the fourth inning, which caused you to have to use George Soriano for two innings. And then Matt Barnes in, in the sixth inning, Andrew Nardi, Oscar Brazabon, Tanner Scott. Maybe if Trevor Rogers doesn't get hurt, and I know you don't like to play the what-if game when it comes to baseball because injuries are part of the thing, but if if Rogers doesn't come out in the fourth inning, Devin Smeltzer probably doesn't have to pitch the 11th. You can probably have George Soriano up there or something. Yeah, I, I do have a stat for you, and I put it out on Twitter yesterday, but coming into today, so let's throw out the Devin Smelter inning. Uh, coming into today, the Marlins faced 29 batters in high leverage situations, according to fan graphs. In those uh, 29 events, they have allowed a 160 batting average, uh, which was second best in the majors. Even after today's uh, performance, the bullpen ERA is 4.01, which is 19th best in the majors. Um, and again, that's include that that last stat is including the Devin Smeltzer inning today, and also the seven runs that they gave up uh, against the Twins earlier in yeah. the year, where Johnny Cueto had to leave after the first inning. So this bullpen looks a lot better. Not only do they look better, remember last year they looked okay when all they had to do was just carry the game to the end. But when they were in high leverage situations, you couldn't trust them. Yeah. That's the biggest difference. It's not just that the bullpen is <clears throat> sorry that the bullpen is better this year. Is that the bullpen's better this year when it matters? Yeah, yeah. Because you also have to take out the other Devin Smeltzer game. I believe the one right after Sandy, where he had where he had to go four or five innings against the Phillies, and he gave up, I believe, the same amount of earned runs that Sandy did, around eight or nine. You take out that, let's say eight. You take out four here or, or three earned runs. That's twelve earned runs right there. Just. From just from Devin Smelter, no no hate or anything on Devin Smelter, just the way of the game. You know, you, you take out those earned runs, and it's just a completely different bullpen. They're definitely the eye test. They're definitely a, a top ten bullpen for sure in the major league, just the way they've been performing. Um, and Alex, last question I wanted to ask for you, going a little bit over ten minutes, but that's perfectly fine. Big picture on the Marlins, what do you see from this team? Let's say the All Star break. If this team is hovering around 500 at the all-star break i will be very excited to see what they do uh at the deadline because kim ang catches a lot of flack and there's definitely certain things um there's definitely been certain transactions that i haven't been a fan of one thing that she's impressed me with is uh trade deadlines she fleeces teams on trade sometimes aj puck for example mm -hmm. we just mentioned him AJ Puck for JJ Bleday. That's a crazy oh, trade. Isaac, so, Isaac's still hovering over that. Oh my God. That was that was his Super Bowl that day. <laughs> but yeah, Kim Ang is known to fleece some of these teams when it comes time to trade. If you put Kim Ang in a position where it's time to buy, not this weird kind of buying, kind of selling thing that the Marlins have done the last year, just straight up buy 100%. Um, I'm really excited to see what she does. So if they're hovering around 500, I think that'll leapfrog them even more um, after that. Um, if they keep playing like this, I do see them competing for a playoff spot. I'm not going to guarantee the playoffs, but I see them competing because not only do you have three teams that make the wild card now, is that number correct? Three teams that make the wild card and you don't play yes. your division as often. And this is a hard division, very hard division. And so the less games you play against them, the better.
Yeah, and you look at it right now as of recording. Um, the Marlins are two games out of the wild card. Um, ahead of them are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just looking at that surprise, 12-7. and seven. Wow. That's a fun team. That's what Brian Reynolds does to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely the Marlins, they could keep it going. Uh, definitely make the wild card there, but we're not going to go into that into the future. Uh, Marlins have a series coming up today against the Cleveland Guardians. We'll be having Fish Stripes live for you there. We'll have the whole, everyone there. We even have Grant covering those games um, at Cleveland. But for Big Fish, Small Pod, Daniel, Alex, always go fish. <laughs>